Hi there, this is Ella Starr with your Key Races and Bets podcast for Breeders' Cup weekend, Friday, November 3rd, and Saturday, November 4th. This Key Races and Bets podcast, as well as the companion product, the free Key Races and Bets blog, brought to you by Amwager.com, a great legal online wagering website. Amwager.com has some fantastic tools and benefits for the better and is legal for residents of most states and covers most tracks in North America as well as many around the world. Check it out at Amwager.com, A-M-W-A-G-E-R.com to get the key braces and bets blog. Click on How to Bet and LSTAR's blog at Amwager.com. We're going to start with one race on Friday, Breeders' Cup Friday, November 3rd. And this is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint Race 5 with the post time of 2 Pacific and 5 Eastern. And there's just one choice in the race, but it's a nice one to build a bankroll, and that is Valiant Force, the top contender in a big field. The inside four horses in this race in the gate, which are Crimson Advocate, Noné, Mets, Tiger Bell, and Big Evs, all earned their last two wins each, leading from the start. Crimson Advocate won around one turn in May at Gulfstream, then on the straight at Royal Ascot. Noné Metz earned all three wins in one-turn races. Tiger Bell and Big Evs earned their wins on the straight. There may be other early speed horses in the race as well, such as Slider, who will have to run hard from the 11 post to get position before the turn. Under any pace scenario I can envision, the race is going to set up for Valiant Force. His win on June 22nd, in the Group 2 Norfolk Stakes at Royal Ascot was fantastic in a 14-horse field. It was the fastest race by any horse in the group with a 90 time form figure and a 110 echo base figure. Granted, the figure was high because the pace in front of him was hot, but there will that will be no different here. The win came on good to firm course and his other efforts, no wins, came on softer ground, so I suspect that Valiant Force will really like the firm turf at San Anita. Top European jockey, top world-class jockey, William Buick rides, and although he normally rides for Godolphin Charlie Appleby, his North American record with all runners the last few years is five wins, four seconds, three-thirds, and 16 rides. So when he comes here, he gets some great horses. Valiant Force opens at 12-1, to 1, and even if half that price is a great bet, and the win bet in this race for me is Valiant Force at three to one or more. I might make a win place bet if he's anywhere near six to one or higher. Moving on to Saturday's Breeders' Cup races on November fourth, we're going to start with the Breeders' Cup Mile Race Six. Post time four thirty Eastern, one thirty Pacific. The contenders in this race are Songline, Kalina, Maj, and Master of the Seas. This race belongs to the foreign horses for the third straight year. In my opinion, they have run better against strong competition than any horse based in North America. Over the last 20 years, European or Japanese-based horses have won seven times, including in 21 and 22. This year should be no exception, except it is not likely any of the four will pay handsomely like some of the foreigners did. Order of Australia, for example, $120 in 2020 and Karakanti, $60 in 2014. Three of the four win contenders above three of the four win contenders, Songline, Kalina, and Maj of the four, Master of Seas the other, are females, and historically Phillies and Mares can more than hold their own with males on the grass. Six of the last twenty winners of the mile were females, 
And so I'll start with Songline. A five-year-old mare with a five-for-nine record and a mile on the grass, including two group one stakes this year. One of the wins and a nose defeat as well came against males, just like she's facing today. Songline has run against fields averaging 15 horses this year. She beat a phenomenal horse in Sadashi by head in May in the Group 1 Victoria Mile, unleashing a continuous burst of speed in the final stages to win. Songline also won the $15 million Saudi Turf Cup in 2022 against males. Since coming back from three-month rest in February through May, Songline has run as good as any horse can run, and if she repeats any of her last three efforts in this race, it's going to be very tough to beat her. That being said, Kalina is a very strong three-year-old. So in spite of having, and Anne has a record of four for nine to date, three for eight in a mile, and she still may be improving. Kalina won the Group 1 Prix de la Forêt last month at, in France, the same race 2021 Breeders' Cup mile winner Space Blues won prior to victory in this race. In that last race, Kalina exploded late to win, beating one of the top horses in the world in Kinross, who's 10 for 28 in his career with millions of dollars earned and a couple grade Group 1 wins. Kalina is owned by Wertheimer and Frere, a decades-old breeding and racing entity who once employed one of the best trainers in history in Freddie Head, now uses Carlos Lafon Parias. Wertheimer and Frere won this race in 28, 29, 2008, 2009, and 2010 with the incomparable filly and mare, Goldakova. And considering Kalina is just a three-year-old, there's a possibility she could run in this race in the next year or two as well. Moash had done all her racing in Europe and Dubai, eight starts prior to her U.S. debut last month in the Queen Elizabeth II Challenge Cup at Keeneland. Moash had won the Group 1 1,000 guineas in the U.K. in May, and in spite of five months off in the Queen Elizabeth, ran as if she had just run a month earlier, establishing the lead on strong fractions for a 9 for long race, quickening late, just like she was closing, and hold off all rivals. Lindy, who finished second, ran earlier today in the Philly and Mare turf, so pay attention as Lindy may have flattered Maj by this time. Jockey Ocean Murphy is 2-for-2 two two in the saddle on Maj, who is 2-for-2 two two at the mile, as a fine shot to win her third Group 1 or Grade 1 race in a row. Master of the Seas is the male of the contenders and a, on a very similar pattern to last year's winner Modern Games, who won the Grade 1 Rico Wood by Mile in September, went back to England to race and finished second, then returned to win this race. Charlie Appley and William Buick were the connections to modern games as they are for Master of the Seas, who did win the Rico Mile this September, didn't go to England, but came back to run in the Coolmore Turf Mile, missing by a nose last month, and coming into this year's Breeders' Cup Mile in superb form. With seven first or second place finishes at the mile in his career, all in Group 1 or Group 2 races, Master of the Seas rounds out this year's strong quartet of win contenders. So the way I plan to bet the Breeders' Cup Mile Race 6 at Santa Anita Post, 430 Eastern, 130 Pacific, is I'm going to start with Songline, who I'm going to bet a 2-1 to one or more. I'm going to consider Kalina at 5-2 or more. I'm going to consider Maj and Master of the Seas at 7-2. And my personal strategy will be to bet two of the four at or above the odds. And I might consider betting three if they're double those odds. For example, if Songline is 3 to 1, which is a 50% overlay over 2 to 1, I'll definitely bet her. If Kalina is 5 to 1, which is a 100% overlay over 5 to 2, and Maj is 6 to 1, which is nearly 100% over 7 to 2, I'll bet all three. If I bet more than a horse to win, which I'm probably going to be doing, I'm going to be using the dutching tool at Amwager, which prorates wagers 
for the best value. It's a great mathematical edge provided by the free dutching tool where you can set the amount you want to bet and the math is done for you. And that's just one of some great perks and benefits for the better that most other ADWs do not have. They're available at Amwager.com. For the exact and trifecta, I'm going to keep it really simple. I'm going to box Songline, Kalina, Maj, and Master of the Seas. Moving on to the Breeders' Cup Turf, race 8 at Santa Anita Post, 550 Eastern, 250 Pacific. The top contenders are King of Steel, August Rodan, Most Dadef, and Onesto. Also, for exactas, I'm going to consider Shardar and Warlike Goddess. This is another race in which European horses have dominated, winning 8 of the last 12. And there's a quartet considered here, starting with a pair of superlative three-year-olds in King of Steel and August Rodin. I think, pardon the pun, August Rodin, I think, get it, the thinker, sorry, just need a rim shot there, will go to post at lower odds than King of Steel, and that's the only reason King of Steel is listed as the first win contender. King of Steel gets Frankie and Tori to ride off a win in the Group 1 Champion Stakes at Ascot just two weeks ago. Last early in the field of eight over a soft course, Tori asked King of Steel for the outside, and the horse responded with a fantastic late run. King of Steel had won the Group 2 King Edward Stakes at Royal Ascot this summer with another jock, but it failed to quicken in two subsequent races, so that probably explains the jockey change. In one of those races, King of Steel was beaten by Agadis Rodin, but in his current form, and with the Tory choosing to ride King of Steel over Mostadaf, who the Tory rode to victory in the Group 1 Jubmont International, I think of King of Steel particularly as a three-year-old has enough proving to do and has a slight edge. August Rodin won six of nine and earned nearly $3 million. Not bad for a three-year-old. That's not unexpected by a Coolmore bred Aiden O'Brien trained colt. He won the Epsom Derby in June at this 12 furlong trip on a left-handed course like at Santa Anita, being King of Steel by half length. Then August Rodin won the Irish Derby by in July just as easily. After he ran really poorly, finishing 10th in Royal Ascot in July, while King of Steel was third, August Rodin rebounded in a big way to win the Group 1 Irish Champion Stakes under Ryan Moore, who rides today. That being his best race of the year and being a three-year-old, August Rodin can earn even better in this. And if he does, and if King of Steel runs as expected, this could be the race of the weekend. Mosadoff has really no knocks. 10 for 16 overall, 7 wins in 13 career turf races. He's a five-year-old, but has won three Group 1 or 2 stakes this year from four races. Jim Crowley's been his regular rider until the Tory took over in the Judmont, so there's no concerns about the jockey change back to Crowley because he was aboard for a win in the Group 1 Prince of Wales Stakes in June at Royal Ascot. Mosadoff led from start to finish in the Judmont, but has come from off the pace as well, and though he's never, although he's never won at this 12 furlong trip, his runner-up effort at the distance in the Hardwick Stakes last year was good, and the fact he's the son of Frankel suggests he has every right to handle this, just as well as he does 10 furlongs. Onesto's a little bit interesting, although not necessarily a big long shot as he opens at 8-1. to one. His form early this year was poor as he finished 4th and 7th behind Auguste Rodin, but he may have turned a corner and went 3rd of 15 in the Arc de Triomphe last few months. Historically, which horses which run well in the Arc, not necessarily winning, do good in the Breeders' Cup turf if they make the trip to the States. And Jockey Guillaume comes over to riding him for the first time in the Arc, after riding him for the first time in the Arc. In 2022, Onesto won the Group 1 Grand Prix de Paris at this distance, who has the class to compete if he runs his best race. Sharyar and Warlike Goddess should be considered for second positions, exactas, and some trifectas. 
Chariar ran poorly in two races this year, but his best race, 2022, came in November after two poor efforts, so a similar pattern. And he was second in the Group 1 Japan Cup in that race last November at this distance. So he may be able to feel good this time of year and run a good race. Warlike Goddess absolutely loves the 12 for a long trip, with the seven wins, one second, one third, and nine races. She was third in this race last year, less than a length from the runner-up, and she beat males at the distance in the Turf Cup Classic Stakes in October this year and last. Warlike Goddess appears a cut below the Europeans, but can certainly be coming on strongly for a piece. So in the Breeders' Cup Turf race, Ace at San Anita on Saturday, November 4th at 2.50 Pacific, 5.50 Eastern. My win bet plays are King of Steel at 5-2 or more. That's my first bet for sure. August Rodin can be placed, considered for a win bet at 3-1 or more, as can Mosta Def and Ernesto at 6-1 or more, but he's 8-1, may not make that threshold. And this should be another great race to take advantage of the mathematical edge provided by a dutching tool like the one available for free and easy to use at Amwager.com. Got a few exactly here I want to play. I want to box King of Steel, August Rodin, and Mustadoff. I want to box King of Steel, August Rodin, Mustadoff, and Onesto. And then I want to play King of Steel, August Rodin, Mustadoff, and Onesto over King of Steel, August Rodin, Mustadoff, Onesto, Sharyar, and Warlike Goddess. And you can play that second, that third exact as a trifecta using the six horses in second and third. Moving on to the last race on this week's Key Races and Bets podcast for Breeders' Cup weekend on Saturday, November 4th. Race 11 is the Breeders' Cup Sprint with a post of 5 Pacific and 8 Eastern. And the win contenders are Gunite, Hoist the Gold, Dr. Scheivel, and Elite Power. I'll start by saying if Gunite goes to post anywhere near his 4-1 to starting odds, I am going to bet him heavily. His odds in his last six races going back to January are 3-5, to 4-5, 6-5, to five, and 2-5. He won a place in all of those races, including the Grade 1 Vanderbilt in July when beaten nose by Elite Power at 7 furlongs, and the Grade 1 Forgo in August, where he beat Elite Power by nearly two lengths. Gunite's last race is very telling, as Asmussen stretched him out to a mile around two turns, which he's only run once before, fourth behind the incomparable Cody's Wish last year in the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. Gunite made the lead after six furlongs in that mile race after stalking in second ended up third. Winning that race was not the goal, in my opinion. Winning this race was the goal. And now shortening up from a two-turn mile to six furlong Gunnite is likely to run well enough to win this year's Breeders' Cup Sprint. Hoist the Gold won the Phoenix Stakes at Keeneland four weeks ago. Historically a very significant prep for the Breeders' Cup. The winners of the 2021, 2020, 2015, and 2014 Breeders' Cup Sprint all had their last starts in the Phoenix, including winners Run Happy, Aloha West, and Whitmore. Prior to the Phoenix, Hoist the Gold hadn't really been competitive at the top level, but with John Velasquez riding for the first time, riding back here, the Colt put in a strong run after stocking the pace setter to win and earned a 111 Echo Bay speed figure, which is the same as the 111 Gunite earned, nearly winning the Vanderbilt in July. As such, Hoist the Gold could run a lot better than this 12 to 1 starting odds suggest he might. Dr. Shiva won the local prep for this race, the San Diego Sprint Championship, five weeks ago. And he was second by a nose to the aforementioned Aloha West in this race in 2021, skipping 2022 entirely except for third place finish in Dubai in March of 2022. Dr. Scheivel's back in top form must be respected, particularly as he earned a 110 figure last time out and a 115 winning the Bing Crosby in July. If there's one knock on last year's winner, Elite Power, it's that he opens as a favorite. 
He won't be 5-1 to one like he was in this race last year. Additionally, Gunite has a 2-1 to one edge when they faced off in three races. At 7 furlongs, I think Elite Power may be better, but at 6, they're about even. So, though, although Elite Power is in excellent form with three wins and a second this year, that second was to Gunite the last time they raced each other, and he may not be the standout the public thinks he is, though it would be a mistake to not to use him as a contender on exacta tickets, trifecta tickets, pick threes, pick fours, doubles, etc. In the British Cup Sprint, race 11 in Santa Anita on Saturday, number 4 for the post of 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern, Gunite, 2-1, to one. That's my bet. He's going to be a nice price. I'll consider a smaller win bet on Hoist the Gold, Dr. Shiva Elite Power at 7-2 or more. The only one that's probably going to make that threshold is Hoist the Gold. I'll use the Dutching Tool at Amwager to help prorate my wagers. For the exactness, I want to play Gunite over Hoist the Gold, Dr. Shiva Elite Power. Then for a smaller amount, I want to turn that around. Play Hoist the Gold, Dr. Shiva Elite Power over Gunite. I want to play two trifectas. The first is just going to be a box of Gunite, Hoist the Gold, Dr. Shiva Elite Power. Again, if Hoist the Gold gets in first or second, it really opens up for a nice profit. Then I want to play Trifecta somewhere to exact this key in Gunite. So the first one's going to be Gunite over Hoist the Gold, Dr. Scheivel, and Elite Power over Hoist the Gold, Dr. Scheivel, Elite Power. The second Trifecta is going to be Hoist the Gold, Dr. Scheivel, Elite Power over Gunite over Hoist the Gold, Dr. Scheivel, Elite Power. As you can see, I'm just putting Gunite in first and second with the other three contenders. Don't forget, you can get the written version of this and have all these same notes. The written version of the Key Races and Bets podcast is the Key Races and Bets blog. It is available free at Amwager.com by clicking on How to Bet and All the Stars blog. If you're not a member, look around. They'll be covering all the races at San Diego to cover most tracks around the world all weekend. I know that's where I'll be doing my betting. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great and profitable Breeders' Cup weekend.